Using an overpriced trash bag? Pricey, pricey, pricey! A bag that breaks? Whippy, whippy, whippy! Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky! You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty! It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy! Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Weissman and Oz, back here on this beautiful Monday. Happy opening day. We have me, we're back, Big Daddy's back. Also have my partner and my lifelong friend, Errol. That's cool. So Errol, why don't you come over here, show off your nice, beautiful jersey. He's honoring the Islanders Rangers game from what, two weeks ago now? Two weeks ago. And the Islanders were victorious once again. I believe it's uh, the three and one. Uh, the season series, so, and the voters chose the Yaroslav Halak jersey, uh, good choice, but that's not what it's about today. Let me just make this clear. I'm fine with this. I'm fine. You want to know why I'm fine, Mr. Weissman? Why are you because fine? You, because you had to delay this. Because you had to delay me wearing the jersey when I was supposed to. And what, what did I tell you? I told you a week ago, this team would be just about out of playoff contention by the time I had to wear this jersey. Take and look seat. what happened. You know what? I'm going to take this thing off now. I paid off my dues, and I'm going to take this thing off. Do you want to know why, Mr. Weissman? Why? Because today is opening day, my friend. And today is a holiday to me. And God, I love yesterday. Welcome, fans. Welcome, Facebook Live. Weissman and I's I-95 Sports Network. Number to call is one six two five five six two eight zero zero one. Obviously, press 5 and 1. Chime in the conversation. Um, I do like your jersey, by the way. Oh, thank you. Jersey uh, is just a little too expensive for my Curtis taste. Granderson. But, you can't um, go on Curtis Granderson. They, they absolutely are a little bit too expensive <laughs> for my taste, I gotta say, though. So, um, we're gonna get into Mets. We're gonna get into a little bit of hockey at the end as well. <laughs> Excuse me. But, um, let's get into what was actually, I know, I get it, I've seen the memes, I've seen the Paul Duca meme, but yesterday was opening day, and yesterday was opening day for, uh, the team in the Bronx, the Yankees, and, I thought of some Yankees talk. Remember what Aaron Rodgers said two years ago? R E L A X. Relax. You always have to put some football in. I mean, of course, it's my passion. It is my calling card. But I have to say, guys, you got to relax because I understand. I get it. The one guy who was supposed to be reliable was Tanaka. He blew up yesterday. The baby bombers did not show up aside from Judge yesterday. But you gotta calm down because you know why? There's 161 games left. I understand that, but you know, look at the spring training numbers. And I know everyone says spring training does not matter. Yes, that's true. Spring training numbers do not matter. But the Yankees need uh, Marish. The Yankees need Tanaka to be their ace. Like I said yesterday on Twitter, without Tanaka, you know, Tanaka's gonna be that guy to. Break the losing streak. Well, if the Yankees want to go somewhere, if they want to go to the postseason, Tanaka has to be the ace that he's quietly been. I mean, he's so overshadowed. I tweeted this out yesterday. He's so overshadowed by the big ones that are in New York, the flashy guys, the guys who want the spotlight, the Grom, the Harvey, the Syndergaard, the Mass, if he ever comes back. But even big, God forbid, though I say, even big sexy, who's the big lovable guy at who the Mets will see Wednesday. Who the Mets will see uh, Wednesday, that's right. Against Jacob DeGrom. So, Masahiro Tanaka has lived up Grom. to that contract, as I see the DeGrom known that you have there. He's lived up to the contract. It's just, it's gone a little bit under overlooked because of what is on the other side of town. Uh, I, but he's been fantastic these past couple of years since he's been here, and I have no worries about him. He had one bad start yesterday. But, you know, something that was a little concerning to me yesterday, Dojo's lineup. Uh... Ellsbury in the five hole, Gary Sanchez in the in the two hole. Uh, I don't think Gary Sanchez looked very comfortable in that two hole yesterday. I think you know Joe Girardi is very flexible with the lineup. We've seen that time and time again, especially last year. But I I remember briefly, you know, Ellsbury was higher up in the lineup. You know, he used to be that leadoff guy. He used to be that speed, uh, stolen base type of player. I, I guess age is catching up to him. But the Yankees need Ellsbury to contribute to this team, as well as, you know, guys like Gary Sanchez, who had two opportunities to uh, bring Lenders in on base. You know, he had that chance, in the, I believe it was the seventh inning when the bases were loaded, and what did he do? I think he flew out once, and then I think he grounded out. 
Yeah, and this is a problem I have with Gary Sanchez. This is the only worry that I have with Sanchez, and I want him to succeed. He's on my fantasy team, which is worth, you know, a few apples. You know, I like apples. Um, not our fantasy team? No, 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 the one that's more important. I apologize. It's just, I forgot. You know what? When you brought up the fantasy team to me, I forgot I had that team until you brought it up to me. So, but the thing is with Sanchez, you know, for as long as we've been watching baseball, it's always the headliners have always been Jeter, A-Rod, Teixeira, you know, Pettit to an extent, Mariano Rivera. Now every commercial I see, every radio ad that I hear, Gary Sanchez and the Yankees, Gary Sanchez and the Yankees, Gary Sanchez and the Yankees. That's a lot of pressure to put on a kid who's 23, 24 years old, who's played 50 games in his MLB career so far. That's the only worry that I have. It's not the ability, it's just the pressure that's going to be put on. Without a doubt. And like Jared Diamond said last week on our show, you can't have those expectations for Gary Sanchez. You just can't. What he did last year in two months, unbelievable. Not anything we've never seen before. And I'm still shocked that he didn't, didn't win rookie of the year, but to each, to each his own. But, you know, Gary Sanchez, he's, he had a great spring. You know what? He's going to contribute this this season. But, like you said earlier, relax. It was game one. You know, we knew the pitching wasn't going to be the strength. Uh, but, and we obviously saw Aaron Judge hit, get that RBI double. He went one for four yesterday. Uh, someone who you know, had a nice game, Chase Headley. Chase Headley, I believe, went three for three, as well as uh, Stanton Castro. Well, he he's a guy that obviously, again, gets overlooked. It's not that he's, you know, set the world on fire since he's been here. I mean, he's a veteran on this team, but it's all about the kids, right? It's all about the kids that um, are supposed to lead this team if they want to go anywhere. And that's Sanchez, Bird, Judge. Um, you know, you can't put tours in that conversation yet, right. obviously, but and, and there's more to come. But I don't listen. I don't think the Yankees again. The keeping all of them. I think Sanchez is a shooter. I think Bird is another guy we're going to see on this team. But you know, when it comes to a guy like Judge, a guy like Caprillion, a guy like Sheffield, they're all not going to be here, right? No. Not everyone can be the Mets knock on wood. Where it comes to the ability ends up working out. The ability of of a player, right? The ability of all five pitchers we've seen the Mets. Have the, those pitchers have the ability. The durability. The durability. I, is a uh, question mark. I know. Listen, I know. The best ability is availability. I understand that. And something Stephen Matz has not given you is something that Zach Wheeler has not given you. And even Matt, whatever you can say. Yeah. I mean, he had the Tommy John, and then he had the Threatic Outlook. Uh, so I still don't know if I'm saying that right, to be honest, as, I, as we speak to this day about it. But the Yankees aren't good. There's going to be that pitcher out there. I don't know if it's Quintana. I don't know if it's going to be another guy. Who knows? One of, someone's going to get dealt. If they're sitting at the deadline on July 31st and they're in there and they're right there for a postseason post, you'll see them make that trade. Brian Cashman isn't afraid to make these types oh, of trades. I mean, we saw that last season. I mean, look at what he did last season. Uh, that fire fire sale, you know, getting rid of Belson, McCann. A lot, yeah, you know, obviously extended from before the deadline into the offseason. Yeah. When we talk about McCann. McCann, yeah. But – and he got he got the bang for his buck as, as as much as we see right now because all we hear about Sheffield and Clint Frazier, you know they're supposed to be stars, right? All we hear about um, Glaber uh, Torres and we've seen from Glaber Torres is that he's supposed to be a star. He's done a good job so far. Stick on the plan. Hopefully, we see, I I hope we can see just you know a glimpse of him in 2017. I, I just wanted to bring stats up for you because we're talking about Tanaka and people are freaking out about it. 13 and five, 2.7 ERA. Uh, struck out. This is, I hate baseball reference, but and then the year after that, twelve and seven, three and a half year uh, ERA. He, like I said, he's been quietly under the radar in doing what he was signed to do. So he, he, he didn't make it out of the fourth. Thing. No, and then he, you know, he just couldn't. What well, order was this? He gave up all seven runs. Yeah, right? he did, and that's what both held up. So, yeah, Adam Warren did, and that's something that you want to see as a Yankee fan too. Adam Warren hold up. Uh, a couple other guys came in there as well, but R E L A X. Relax. I guess that can bring us into our next topic. How about those New York Mets on site? We got about less than one hour. You know what? Actually, it's twelve oh nine. One hour from right now, we got our first pitch from Noah, uh, Noah Syndergaard. And I, I'm pumped, man. I, I'm I have such high expectations for the team. I mean. We we just 
tweeted out uh, about 20 minutes ago our predictions for uh, victories on the season. I don't even know who, how many wins did you have for them. I had, you know what? I didn't want to have the same number as you. I originally had 93, but then you texted me <laughs> 93 wins. So I went down a little bit. I went to 89. I think their over under was at 89 and a half, maybe. Yeah, man, where's that confidence? I said the Mets aren't going to win the division. I said that earlier. I said that last week. That bullpen for the Nationals worries me. I understand Speaking that. of bullpen, <laughs> yesterday we saw two closest bull saves yesterday. Um, that bullpen That's for the closest. That, that, that bullpen for the closest, uh, Nationals. Blake Tierney? Blake Tierney? Who, who is that? Who is that? Who is, can someone tell me who that is? Blake Tierney? Tierney? I don't know. I don't even know the guy's name. Supposed to be first, it was supposed to be Sean Kelly. That was supposed to be Connor Glover. Not Blake Tierney. Something else I You're want expecting to me to believe that Blake Tierney is supposed to close down the mess in the ninth inning when they play. You're expecting Did you watch the San Francisco Giants last year? They had 30 blown in six. 30. This is, what, this is what a bullpen. This took care of the Mets in the wild card game. Actually, yeah. Bumgarner. Okay. Who Bum, we could transition uh, to literally, next. Literally, literally, no. Bumgarner took care of the Mets. And Connor Gillup. The only, shut up. The only reason, <laughs> the only reason that the Giants won that game is because they did not have to touch their bullpen. And if they were going to touch that bullpen, it was going to have to be from Johnny Cueto. Okay, so don't tell them the bullpen is important. I get it. And when we saw, I, I can still go off and spend $64 million on a closer. And they still blow the game yesterday. So we see how important a bullpen is. If the Nationals don't have a bullpen, I don't expect them to win this division. Going back to Melanson, though, we said it last week. Melanson's probably he's, been, top, he's probably the top five closer in this game. For the last three years, he's been one of, if not the if best. not the best. So, I know the numbers. And like we said earlier, relax. It's game one, you know. I don't know if you saw yesterday, but also Mad Bum hit two home runs in the game. Making, the first making history. Yeah, the first uh, pitcher in, in a major to ever hit two home runs on opening day, which was nice to see. But something else I wanted to bring up. You know how I said the Cardinals are winning the division, right? Uh, okay. Last night we that had the Cardinals. That was a great game last night. Carlos Martinez on my fantasy team. What, he went seven strong? Seven strong, 10K, no runs. Incredible ladder for him. Unfortunately, he couldn't get the win. Uh, their closer, how do you say his name? I, I, I'll call him, oh, because that's his, oh, Sing Wong Ho. Yeah, Sing Wong Ho. So he got, uh, Wilson Contreras came to the plate. Uh, hit a three-run bomb uh, in the bottom of the ninth. He's on my fantasy the game. He's on my fantasy team, too. No, it was the top of the ninth. It was top of the ninth. And then the bottom of the ninth, uh, Randall Gritchick, who was the hero of yesterday's game, uh, a delivered a nice, uh, RBI double. To the field, Cardinals won the game. Kind of disappointing because I kind of wanted to see Wade Davis in action. We had three closers. We already had three closers go off, or two closers go off and blow saves. So I want to see if it be a third shot at that. I hope it's not Addison Reed. Um, no, I don't, I don't think. Listen, Reed, and people worry about Reed. In 15 games, we might see him three times. We literally might see him in a closing situation three or four times. But we've seen from the Mets over the past couple of years, they're going to hit in April. Right. Well, we, we saw last season. We saw that last season. Obviously, they can you know progressively dip the numbers dip as the season went along. But that injuries had a lot to do with that. They're going to hit well in April. I really do believe that. Are you expecting the same type of year from Neil Walker as Drupal Cabrera, guys like them? Um, Walker, yes. Walker had an more. unbelievable first two months of the season. Walker, I if can you, if you remember that. Walker, yeah, Walker, I can see more because he has something to prove, right? He picked up the qualifying offer. He had back surgery. He's looking for a new contract, whether it's in the Mets so or somewhere else. And so is Cabrera. I think, honestly, I think Cabrera is so good in this locker room. And I think he's so – I don't want to say looks. I'm not in the locker room. I don't know. But he's so – from everything I've heard, he's so respected around that locker room. I think at the end of the season, you know, there's a chance he'll be back. Walker, I, he's on a proven deal, right? So he, he had 23 home runs last year and not even playing a full season. And he had a lot of struggles in the middle of it. Remember that big, big uh that he had in June or July? So, Walker will see. I think he's going to have a big, big year. No, stop. Let me stop you right there. Okay. Walker has a big, big year, even better than last season. Okay. Four years. Would you give him four more years? Um, if you were the Mets. Four years, 25 mil. A year? Yeah. Oh, God. No. No, why not would... 25 mil a year. Four years. No, why would he take 25 mil? No, you're right. Do you know numbers? I do. Uh, do we really? 
Okay, do you think he would take ten million a season? Ah, uh, he he took for four seven, years. Took seventeen for this year, for as a qualifying offer. I think it's going to be around. Let's, there. Say, let's say they go, even go far. If, if it's $15, 15 million dollars, I think is where is where he'll the Mets will be willing to give. Ten to fifteen. No, I think it doesn't go lower than fifteen. Because you're taking a qualifying offer for seventeen, and if you may, and if you have a great year that. this year, I, I could see it being around fifteen. You know, but we don't have to worry about that right now, right? In the long term, I get it. The long term options right now are kind of limited with the Mets. I mean, you know, you're gonna have sets for this for four more years. Rosario's gonna come up, Smith's gonna come up, Reyes. You don't know what's gonna be, what he's gonna be I'm after this year. Expecting big things from him too. Conforto, you expect to be either in right or maybe in center field. I haven't really, you know, maybe they want to shape him out to be a center fielder. But right now, it's probably better off in right field because Bruce and Bolt and Granderson are both free agents after this season. I understand that, but it's probably a lot easier to find a corner outfielder than a center fielder. So. And Malagares, you know, he kind of disappeared uh, ever since. Another guy who can't stay healthy. Uh, they started off on the DL this year. But he he, he doesn't. He has that defense that not many teams have. He has that gold glove. What I just what I say before, man, the best what's the best ability? What's the best ability? I just gave it away. The ability. Yeah, or ability. Or ability. We could do it either way. It doesn't really matter. But no, I, you know, it's funny because we talk about the young pitching, the young pitching, and the young pitching. Well, they're not so young anymore. I mean, they're, they're basically polished veterans. And then you look on the field, Reyes over thirty. That's fits over thirty. Walker, I'm not sure where he's at. He's thirty. Thirty. Cabrera's over thirty. Bruce. Bruce is over thirty. Uh, I think he's twenty nine. Probably be thirty. He's thirtieth birthday. I would say okay, so he's in his thirties. Bruce. Duda, I don't want anywhere near first base anyway. And then the guy behind the plate, I don't want anywhere near Duda too. Who can you know say say he has a strong season? He could be looking for a, a deal somewhere else. Somewhere else, he's not. Gonna he's be not going to be the long term, obviously. The Dominic Smith way to come up. Uh, but you know, today's the day, bro. It's going to be a fun year, man. And I, we I have Noah Syndergaard and they rock, they rock the fellow big blue team football giants. I have to throw in some football somewhere, bro. But it was finalized the other day. Seth Lugo, uh, who was in the competition for that last bullpen spot with Rafael Montero, who had a strong, strong spring trading. Not that we expected that, to be honest. And I think I expected Seth Lugo to make this team for one putting day. Isn't it funny? Because remember Rafael Montero came up to two is three years they ago. Game before Jacob DeGrom against the Yankees. They were going to two. I guess I think it was the first two. They started the two and two with the Yankees, right? Yeah. And it was Rafael Montero and Jacob DeGrom. And everyone was talking about oh, Rafael Montero looks like a mini Pedro Martinez. He's going to do great. He had an okay outing. And then it kind of got his, you know, uh, call up kind of got overshadowed the fact, of the fact that DeGrom pitched, who was it, five or six shots against the Yankees the next day? And then that was the, that was the story of Jacob DeGrom. He went under the radar the entire time. So, but the fact that the Mets have, they have the young pitching. Who's not so young anymore? It's young, but it's not right. Age-wise, they're young, but all of them have pitched in the World Series, aside from Zach Wheeler. So right. that's a good thing. And obviously, Gazelman, uh, I think we'll, we'll get decent things from him this year. I think he's the fifth starter, and he's a very, very good pitcher. I'm hoping oh, yeah. he would be a three or a four. I think Tacoma said it last week. Was it Tacoma? I don't even remember. But this team has a chance to have an MVP on their team. A Cy Young and even possible Rookie of the Year. The Solomon has that chance to be the fifth starter and you know go out strong with it. I can see it. Should make uh, Mets fans happy. Noah Syndergaard is the one we have talked about. You know this guy could he could really win the Cy Young Award. He could really do this. He could really be great. Be on Clinton Kershaw's level. And you know the guy that the experts are giving the Cy Young Award to if it were to be Met, Jacob Degrom. So, so I, I picked up my Cy Young and. and uh, Mr. Expert right here picked Jacob DeGrom to be a Cyan as well. So the fact that um, the fact that they are going to have got one and two punch up on the uh, up of the rotation, the fact that Matt Harvey, you know, his velocity is up. The, hopefully he will be back. Now people aren't so worried about the mechanics of it because he'll find those again, right? He will. But he. Needed to get that velocity up. We saw him in his last spin trading start, 95, 96. And then Wheeler, we'll see what we get from him. So it's it's really exciting. Everything aside from a World Series is a disappointment. Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking earlier. You know, 
with this team, this is their window to win. World Series or bust. This is the pitching. It's the pitching, exactly. And you don't know, three years from now, do you think all these guys are still in the Mets? Do you think Jacob DeGrom is still in that? I'm talking mean, three years. I think two of them. I think it's six. Syndergaard and DeGrom? Possibly. I think there's possibly four, right? I think Harvey's gone. Scott Boris is his agent. Uh, Syndergaard, I think, loves New York too much. He loves being in the face too much. Jacob DeGrom seems like a loyal guy. Looks like he loves New York a lot too. But he's a guy I feel like he needs the big bucks as well. He's getting it. Well, he's going to be the first one to get paid. He's the oldest, right? Yeah. So, Max, I told you where he's going to end up, man. I really believe that in two, we're talking about three years from now, I believe Steven Matz will be here. I also believe Steven Matz will not be in the rotation. I believe he'll be in the, the bullpen. bullpen. You said that the other day. And I can see that as well, I, but just because of the injuries. Well, because you're asking me three years from now, and I think he'll be forced into the bullpen at some point in his, um, in his early career. Hopefully he'll still be pitching in three years. I think he has a chance to be like that Andrew Miller type, right? The lefty... Obviously, Andrew Miller was a lot more praised because he was the number one pick. Right. Hey, you got traded from Miguel Cabrera and Dontrell Wills at that time. And obviously, he didn't work out as a starter. And look at him now. He's a reliever. He's one of the best, best in the game. Best closers in the game, yeah. Uh, and he's not even a closer. I mean, he's a, well, he's a setup guy. Well, Terry Francona could use him just about anywhere, anywhere that he wants. So that's, and that's why I think the Cleveland Indians are going to go you know, to the ALCS. Did you, did you have him or you had the Red Sox? I had the Red Sox. I had, I had the Red Sox beating Cleveland in the ALCS. Who did you have in the world? You had them beating. Yeah, I had the Giants beating the Mets in the NLCS. Yeah. Oh, Steven. I think that's the fight. You know but what? Just because in the Mets fan of me, I don't want to pick the Mets to win a Well, because we'll both jinx them. Right? That's just how it Realistically, is. Realistically, come on. It's, the Mets are going to win 2017. I'll get the, the Mets win, I'll get that tattooed on my arm. Hot take right there. Wait, whoa. If are the you, Mets win. If the Mets win. So let's just Facebook Live. I'll shake them. I-95 Sports Network. If the Mets win the World Series this year, what will you do? It's kind of dirty. What will you do? I get down dirty. 2017 Mets World Series tattoo. Left on. Better start working out that. Start getting to the gym with you. Start out. Better start working out that arm. Mets win. I guess in the guard's face on my. I won't do that. That's a little far. I will match you. If the Mets win the World Series this year, I will get it on my back shoulder. We got the Mets and Alice tattoo next to it. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. <laughs> As you're watching SNY, SNY.TV, Steve Gelb's uh, interviewing Jose Reyes. Uh, I didn't, this is a perfect chance to talk about him. He gives the Mets an element that we haven't seen since the last time Jose Reyes was here. That electric leadoff guy. Now, he's not as, as electrifying as he was when he was here the first time, obviously. You know, <laughs> okay, well, 32 years old, father, 33. Father, yeah, he's, he's in his, mid, he's in his uh, early 30s. Early 30s. Uh, father time is undefeated. But he gives, but it's more than the Mets have ever had in the last ten years. I mean, let's think about that. You know, from two thousand eight, you know, from when he left to when he came back, I, I can't even tell you. I mean, Curtis Granderson was obviously the leadoff guy those two years. Did a great job the first. Now year. hitting cleanup. Now hitting cleanup where he belongs. I, I give him credit for. And we'll, we'll talk about the lineup after our break. But yeah, I gotta get that back up. But um, Jose Reyes gives them that them that man. Ooh, them that dynamic. <laughs> That they haven't had since the last time he was here. So I think it's great for the Mets that they have a speedster in Jose Reyes. And he's definitely, you know, let's say David Wright comes back. No. Let's say he comes back. No, what no, happens? He can't do it. Let's give a scenario. David Wright is not obviously not going to be 100% healthy. If David Wright's available and he says he can play, David Wright's going to play third base. Do you give Adrubal Cabrera the day off? I think... I, I feel like the Mets need Jose Reyes in that lineup. They every need, they need him every day. Now, the thing with Jose Reyes, Jose Reyes, his body's going to break down eventually. Yeah, so we're gonna he's going to have to have some days off as well. And that's where Wilma Flores comes in. That's where TJ Rivera comes in. If David Wright does come back, how many days in a row is he really going to be able to play? Two. Two days in a row, if that, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even you can't that. force the guy to retire though. You no, know, I'm not saying force him to retire. I'm just saying he's not going to be a, you know, it, and no one's expecting him to be that. No, but his body's not going to allow him to play in the lineup multiple times, how many times throughout the week? So maybe I, three times a week. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Even if that, so that's really, been over an hour and a half to get ready to prepare for a game. And you know what? I heard, I was listening to Francesa a couple weeks ago, or it was a while ago. It was actually a month ago when David Forbes got hurt, and he was talking about all the people that he talks to. He knows everybody, whatever. But, you know, from the people that he talks to, they said 
you know, if they were to be a pinch hitter, it takes them a half hour to warm up. You know, how would that work out, right? Is it worth it? It's the Mets have been all about loyalty with this guy. He's been face has been the face of the franchise it's for a lot of years. Yeah, day once he says it's over, once he hangs up the cleats. And I think that's going to be sooner rather than later because I think he sees the writing on the wall, right? Teixeira was on the K show last week, and he was, they asked him about David Wright because Teixeira went on. They asked him if he could still play. He said no. I had just had two more shots in my neck. He was done. He was broken down. If he asked him to go to spring training right now, he would have been on the DL, right? And he told Dave, and he said this about Dave Wright. You know, I, I, you know, he didn't really seem like he knew him very well, but he, he's going to keep going until a doctor says you can't do this anymore. And he brought up the fact that Prince Fielder had to have that happen, where a doctor said, right. for your well-being, for your life, you should retire and not play again. I think until someone tells David Wright that, I think that you know Dave Wright's going to continue trying to come back. As we watch Reyes, you know Reyes is bad, and he's got the. You know, with the backhand right there, he's got the strong enough arm to play third base. So I don't really think that's a that's an issue either. As we see him again with the little rollers oh, towards third. I'm excited. This makes me so excited. <laughs> you have an issue, my friend. I you, do. you calm down? You're getting a little too excited. I'm getting a little worried right now. Hey, I don't even have the Islanders to watch anymore. I mean, I do technically, but this is my season, man. I can't wait to get back to work. As you point to my Yaroslav Halak jersey. <laughs> that actually won. I wore that jersey on Friday to the Devils game where Tavares is out, got hurt and he's out for the regular season. And they I, that jersey. I'm going to say something, right? Mr. Kuzma, I love you, bro. You're smart enough to know where the trolls are at and how to avoid them. I saw, I saw a couple of people. I don't know if you guys know, knew. I'm not going to name any names, obviously. I don't know if you guys knew that, you know, that girl who was trolling and, and you know, Thanking Tavares that got he got hurt, and then someone else was saying some nasty things. Stay, guys, stay away from the trolls on Twitter. They just, I have a listen. I got a troll already right here, and I can't even deal with them. Um, I mean, it really, it hurts your image. I'm not saying Joe's image is hurt, but I'm saying you know I was very surprised because he is definitely smart enough to see a troll and avoid it. Now I'll say this. Joe has the you-know-what to go back at the troll and <laughs> send something back. Joe's not afraid to say something no, else not. to him. So you got to give him credit for that, too. But, um, you know, I, I saw that on Twitter, and I was very bothered by it. Right? I was very bothered. So um, just had to say that for a quick second. As Steve, uh, it's almost there, man. Was, uh, yeah. Um, so we got about a half hour left. Uh, I want to take the break now. We'll take, take the break, break now. now. Break down the lineup when we come back. Gotta get that stuff up. Get into the pitching rotation. See Be right smiling. back. You see me smiling? I-95 Sports Network. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, the commercial's brought to you by the SND Podcast channel. And um, opening day is today, man. Can't wait. I'm too excited. I gotta take a commercial break before I start crying on here. Back with you on Weissman and I's I-95 Sports Network right after this. Introducing the SND Podcast channel, your new source for all types of podcasts. We are looking for new podcasts to add to our channel. So if you ever wanted to start a podcast, reach out to us via Twitter, DM, or just add us at SND Podcast. Or message us on Facebook or even email us at SNDPodcast at gmail.com. Once you reach out to us, we'll tell you the best way to create a podcast. All types of podcasts are welcome. So anything you want to talk about for our podcast, just let us know. No idea is a bad idea. We're already on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and all other podcast apps. All you have to do is record the podcast. So hit us up soon so you can start your podcast now. Weissman and Oz here on the I-95 Sports Network. Opening day for the Mets. Opening day for the Yankees was yesterday, and we broke down the Yankees for a bit. We're going to stick on the Mets for now. Um, bless you, Big Daddy. There you go. New and improved Big Daddy, as uh, as they claim. Um, Thor will play lights out. Well, Bob, I think you meant to say pitch lights out today. Um, and look at that. You're getting a little shout out. Hi, Steven. From Karen. Hi, Aunt. Oh, look at that. Hi, Aunt. How you doing? I'm not Big Daddy. Don't be creepy. I'm not Big Daddy. Don't be creepy. Um, so... We got the pitching matchup today, right? And the one thing I really that's going a little bit overlooked as well, um, Teron dominated the Mets last year. I, if you remember correctly, they had you know they had, he had him for a perfect game for a while at that Gamer City Field, where people were just going bonkers because they lost the got swept by the Braves. Um, so he it, it's going to be a little frightening um, to face him today. Obviously, it's a new year. It's a new lineup. The Mets are hurt. I get it. The whole 5-9, the whole business, right? 
And um, but you guys are a great pitcher. I had him on my fantasy team last year. Um, as you bring up the stat, what, what did he pitch last year? Uh, uh that up. What is it? Twenty sixteen. Obviously, the record doesn't say the record because the record of a pitcher is the most overrated thing. He's seven He had an ERA just above three. You know that American League. Aaron Sanchez led the lead, led the American League in ERA with a three point oh oh. Okay, so don't give me one hundred sixty strikeouts. Don't don't give me the win loss range here, right? So I, I'm not really worried about that. Um, Steven, are you ready for the Mets lineup? Twenty four. Okay, there you go. That's what I wanted to see. Twenty four. Scoreless innings over the past three starts. Uh, Julio Tehran, that is. First the Mets. Can I get a drum roll, please, Mr. Weissman? Leading off, Mets lineup. Start playing third base, wearing number seven, Jose Reyes. Batting second, playing shortstop, number 13, Estrubal Cabrera. Playing left field, wearing number 52, batting third, with... Coming back with a new four-year contract. Playing third, you just said? Hitting third. Hitting third? Okay. You got to listen. You ruined the whole thing. You want to assess it. Playing center. Batting fourth. Clean up. Number three, Curtis Granderson. <laughs> I don't like this one. <laughs> but batting fifth. Playing right field. Wearing <laughs> number 19, Jay Bruce. <laughs> I didn't. I honestly didn't think he was going to be on the team this oh, season. Jesus Christ! I still can't believe he's on the team. I, even Gary Cohen, uh, when he went on a couple of interviews the last couple of weeks, he couldn't believe he was on the team. Uh, he thought he would either be in spring training or in the offseason traded away for a reliever, but obviously that didn't happen. Uh, batting seven, which playing, I have an issue with. Playing first base. What numbers Lucas did it to? But twenty-one. Now I have an issue with this. You have Terry Collins has. Both lefties hitting back to back. That's an easy two outs, wouldn't you say? Um, well, you're going up against the Rays. That's the thing. No, I understand that, but later in the game, and later in the game, we might see Wilmer Flores playing first base. So okay, or we might see uh, uh long, long yeah, long. but you know, on a normal day, would you really a game a game against the lefty? You wouldn't put Suda and Bruce back to back. No, you? I would. The you way you break that up with Walker. The way we structured, I think we talked about this last time. The way I would structure the lineup, I would flip Walker and Bruce, so that way you or have. Or you put Cabrera later up in the lineup. Yeah, I, I mean, I like him at two. At two I like five. him at two hole too. Uh, it would be Ray switch hitter, Cabrera switch hitter, Cespedes right hander, Granderson left hander, Walker switch. Uh, well, and then you put Bruce, but then you're gonna have Bruce and and um, Bruce unless you put Cespedes in the cleanup spot, but. Obviously, that's for Terry to decide. And um, but uh, oh yeah, oh the eighth spot catcher. I love this. You know I love this. Renee Romero. I like it against you know when you have Syndergaard pitching. He only likes pitching to Rivera, which eventually I think has to change. But well, we got one more, my friend. We got one more. Can I get one more last drum roll? Under. The home run king. Alright, the runner, 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 the runner up to the home run game. <laughs> <laughs> home number 35 you know, on the mound. No 35? Are you kidding? It's said 35. I like the message. But, uh, Go ahead. Madison Bumgarner leads the league in home runs. Just think about that real quick. Two home runs to start the season. That would that was real. You know, and I have There's Greg as, as for uh, getting interviewed by Steve Gales at SNY.TV right now. Um... I actually have Granky on my fantasy team as well. Do you want to see I'm Carlos Martinez. Does anyone want to hear my fantasy team? No, we don't. Do you want to hear what Noah Syndergaard has to say about his first opening day start? Which, honestly, you know, that's got to have – got to have nerves coming into your first opening day start. This is the thing. I don't think he does, right? You know when we saw nerves, his first start as a, uh, as a Met on the big elite roster – he would play in the Reds. I forgot who he hit in the head, but he was a little shooken up after he hit him, right? I, that wasn't intentional by Noah Syndergaard, but um, it was his first year back, obviously. What do you I want to look up the open day starters for the past couple of years. Okay. let's. You know what? Look, go, go to 14. Go to, go to 2014. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's compare from two years ago, or three years ago, excuse me. So just go back to uh, the beginning, my friend. There you go. Playing first base was Ike Dates. Playing second base was Eric Young. Playing third base was David Wright. This is the first year since 2004 that David Wright is not starting at third base. 
on opening day. The last person was Ty Wigginson at 2003. Oh, that's a little upsetting. It's hard. It's um, hard. You guys are going to love this one. Watch this. Ruben Zahada was playing shortstop. Steven, do you want to tell me who was playing left field? Lucas Duda. No. Uh, that was 2013. Oh. 2014, Andrew, Andrew Brown. Who actually hit. He had a grand slam that game. Yeah, grand slam. That was that game. <laughs> um, Juan Laguerre's playing center, Granderson playing right, and Dylan G pitching on opening day. Um, <laughs> and uh, last year, the year before, the year before that, it was virtually the same thing aside from Cespedes. Who's playing? Who's playing? Oh, Lagaris is starting in center at that time. So it's just you know, it goes to show how uh, how much of a long way the Mets have come, and good for Sandy Alder. I wanted to mention the past couple pitchers of opening day. Last year was Matt Harvey, obviously. The year before uh, against the Nationals, uh, Bartolo. Colon. We were at City Field that game, watching the game on the. We were. That was a fun time. That was a fun time, and then. Before that, I attended that game as well. Uh, Jonathan Neese, who right now is in the Yankees farm system. Go go read off the – let me see this. Wait a minute. Then you had Santana in 2012. What a season that was to be a Met fan. Then you had Mike Pelfrey in 2011, who is unsigned right now. And then the years before that, the last three years, you had uh, from 2008 to 2010, the inaugural season uh, being a nine of City Field, Johan Santana. Who eventually, I think, will be in the Mets Hall of Fame. Listen, this is all I see right now when I see Denise pitching. So it was Denise pitching opening day, Marlon Byrd in right field, Colin Cowhill in left and center, and Lucas Stewart in left. I, if, wait a minute. If I, if I remember correctly, didn't Colin Cowhill? He had a great play. Isaac <laughs> Davis was playing first base. John Buck, of all people, was hit, was, was catching. That's just... I was that was. Though. Josh Tolley, the, the couple years before that. Wow, what a wonderful way to live. In the world that... Rob Ross in 2010. Good year I like him. I, I like him, too. But guess what, my friend? We don't have to worry about any of that. Because we have Travis Darnell behind him. <laughs> hey, I am expecting a better season from Travis Darnell as well. Uh, a guy who had a great spring training. I know spring training doesn't matter. He shut me up a little bit this spring. He worked on his on his swing and his batting stance. I'm, you know, I'm expecting... Uh, Better season than last year. I guess that's not saying much. And now the batting stance and the swing, they matter with some players. We saw it with Daniel Murphy. It matters. We saw it with David Wright. We saw it with David Wright. We After saw it, 2006. We saw it with another former Met. I just got a big contract with the team that, that he was retained by this year in the Dodgers. We saw it from Justin, Justin Turner. Turner. I, that, that was all over Twitter this past week was the change in his batting stance. And you, so you see how he's doing. He's virtually an all-star now. So – Good for him. He was one of my favorite Mets when he was on the team. He was a super utility guy. He was a nice player. He was the best guy you see throw pie in people's faces when this team was mediocre, obviously. But, so. Oh, by the way, do you want to go to a National Spellers game for Daniel Murphy bobblehead day? No, I'm okay. Don't worry. You you go on without me. I'll be perfectly fine. I'll make sure you got, I'll get you a bobblehead. Are you going? No, I won. I, come on, Daniel Murphy bobblehead. No, I'm okay. Really, I, I'm fine. I don't need. I don't Murphy's need, my dude. I don't need Daniel Murphy's disgusting mug sitting on my bedroom desk. Please, just leave me alone. Um, but the fact, and you may lose my train of thought as well. So we're just gonna go into the rotation that the Mets have right now, right? So it's gonna be Syndergaard today, uh, Jacob Degrom on Wednesday, Harvey on Thursday, Wheeler on Friday, um, and obviously Gazelman on Saturday. So. Um, now listen, Wheeler is the one that intrigues me the most because we haven't seen him in two years, obviously. Now the last start, now warranted his last start gave him, um, this spot in the rotation and he earned it. He, he earned the rotation spot. Um, but I just, I, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with him because, like I said, we haven't seen him pitch in two years. I have a question for you. Let's have the number one pitching rotation in the league with... Starting Syndergaard, DeGrom, Harvey, Wheeler, Gasolman. Everyone healthy. Everyone, like right now or like if we were talking about Right now. Pitching, best pitching rotation right now. Who Name a better one. I think Cleveland's up there. Um, With Josh Tomlin? Um, well, you got Kluber, Carrasco, Salazar. Yeah, those top three are pretty good, man. I, I mean, Kluber... You know, you can match them up with Senegal. Okay, say Senegal, DeGrom, Harvey are at their best. Their best. Yeah. I would, You've seen what Harvey's done on Harvey days. I, I would, yeah. Happy Harvey day. I would, listen, I would go though that rotation. I think if we're talking about all healthy, then you have to throw Boston in there with Price as, health, uh, as a healthy uh, 
healthy man behind Chris Sale. Yeah, but David Price isn't going to be ready until May. Yeah, and with that elbow, I mean, with the elbow part, I'd much rather lose if I'm a Mets fan, Steve Metz, and a Red Sox fan, and David Price. But, oh, without a doubt. Um, they'll be fine. I mean, the Red Sox will be fine. They got all the guys there. Chris Dale, Rick Porcello. Rick Porcello. Uh, every time Steve Wright. Right. Every time they, they pitch against the Yankees, I think they'll just have to throw out Stephen Wright yeah. every time because apparently they can't hit him. But they – and the Mets are right up there. And that's the thing that's going to lead them if they're going to go deep in the postseason. And another thing – you know, we talk about the best team in the National League and the best team in the majors, right? They we probably have one of the – the Mets probably have one of the best players in the MLB. Is, I'll is, say it, too. Is Cespedes. Oh, I, I don't disagree. I don't think you can make an argument for it. I mean, uh, Cespedes, as we look at him now, um, he's one, he could be one of the best players. He wants he, he wants it enough. That's the most important thing, though. He wants it enough. But if they <clears> – <throat> the one thing, the best team in the National League, they have their number. Mets have the number of the Chicago Cubs. We saw them embarrass them two years ago. Okay, we saw them win game after. I mean, there were a couple games. Remember the game that Bartolo got left the game early and ended up winning that in extra innings. Remember the game where they had the bases. Cubs had the bases loaded, one out. Chris Bryant had to play and ended up grounding into a double play. They have their number now. If that sticks, Mr. Weissman. If that sticks, this team could be playing for a World Series yet again. And you said. You really think? Okay, so say if it, it was a Mets, you, you would say the best team in the NL of the Mets, best team in the American League are the Red Sox. Would you say that right now? The best team in the National League is the Cubs. I can't. They're the defending world champion. Okay. And we, when we talk about – Say picking, a Mets Red Sox World Series, who wins? Why are you throwing this out there? Where's the I, I just want uh, – A I repeat think, of 86. I would think the Mets – what? You get also some crush. <laughs> um, I'd say the Mets would win that game. I, I think they would take advantage of the I think DH. it would go to a seven-game series. I think it would take advantage of the DH spot. I think um, the bullpen is better, aside from Craig Kimbrell, because I think aside from Craig Kimbrell, I think they have struggles in the bullpen. And, and we know how familiar it is in the postseason. Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have to say, and I'm glad we're on live right now, and I have to say this, okay? Familia got really bad breaks in the World Series last year, right? All right, that game one, I can't defend them. Correct? Yes, game three, four, and five, what happened? He came in to a situation where it was either man on third, man on second, or there were errors all over the place, right? Due to throw, the Murphy bobble, okay? Does every, for some reason, there's amnesia to everyone's head from the two series before that. Remember, he was coming in in the eighth. In the, uh, in the middle of the eighth, I mean, he's pitching. Fifth shutout. Remember, he was in that game five, um, a six-out save, I believe it was. Yeah. It was at Degrom for six innings, who battled through. Senegar came in in the seventh. It was the most fun thing I saw all year. That was fun to watch. And then Familia came in to get six outs in the game five. And what did he do after that? He dominated the Cubs for every game that he pitched. I did. Okay, so everyone wants to give Camille, you know what, over what happened last year, and I can't – again, last year, what happened? Came in with man up and with men on. I, I get it. One job of the closer is as we look at a, a shot of uh, – I know what I really just want to say. What? I want to see them applaud Bartolo Colon. I want to see the reaction they get. All right, bring it uh, – well, when you – all right. Well, right now it's the coaches. When they get to the players, when they get well, to the, we'll, we'll bring it up. Oh, Ron Washington. Oh, I didn't know he was still in the league. Look at that. Ron Washington, third base coach for the Atlanta Braves. Where was he? Uh, he was in Texas. Texas and then yeah. he had a drug cocaine problem. He did. And obviously, uh, it's good to see him get a second but, uh, I just want to touch back on uh, Drew's familiar. I know we talked about it uh, last show, but he really got a, uh, a big break. The Mets got a big break with the 15 games. Suspension. Uh, no one expected more than fifteen to twenty-five. This is. I also have a problem with this. And you look at the press release, and I, I don't quote me on this. I don't want to get in trouble, right? So as Stephen is frantically waiting for Bartolo Colon uh, that could be introduced, and I'm sure he's going to get a nice standing ovation. I'm sure they. Already Dicky too. Uh, I guess, right? I guess so. I think we're getting there. Um, who is this right now? Is this Martin for hours? Is this uh? And they're in, and they're in sorry, and they're in, 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 No, Jace Peterson. Oh. Go Bro- brother of Jock Peterson. There you go. Welcome back to New York. This is Young Award winner, R.A. Dickey. R.A. Dickey does get a standing ovation. You want to find one here? Let's not forget, R.A., you, bro- you brought us, you brought us um, another former member. Look at this. We're going to go here, too. Anthony Rucker getting introduced. He got the standing ovation. Wow. 
Travis Darnell's brother. Okay. This he got a lot of he got food therapy hard for good reason. Listen, we will see when Bartolo comes up. Um, but um, again, talking about Familia, and I don't I don't want to get in trouble with the quotes and everything, but the fact that he the, <laughs> now you got me watching <laughs> the fact that he in the press release by Rob Hanford and by the investigations of Major League Baseball. Didn't threaten his wife. No. Didn't hit it. Answer for me. Didn't hit his wife, right? Didn't hit right. Didn't Hold on. Thank you for three wonderfully enjoyable seasons. Pitcher Bartolo Colon. Okay. That's all I really wanted to say. This ovation is lasting longer than his. I got nuts, though, too. This ovation is lasting longer than his trot around the bases. Oh, that's. Oh my god. Oh god. But um he didn't hit his wife. No. He didn't threaten her. No. She didn't fear for her life. And the scratches she had on her face are from her son, correct? Yes. So what did he do? And I'm not trying to defend him. I, no, we, and I don't defend domestic violence, you know, this uh domestic violence whatsoever. I understand. No. You know, we had the whole feud about Jose Reyes when that was a thing. But what did if he didn't he didn't hit her. If he didn't threaten her. If she didn't fear for her life, right? Those are the words those are generally the words that you hear. So then what did he actually do? That's the only problem that I have. That's the so issue. That, that's the thing that confuses me a little bit. But obviously, um, he's got the 15 games. He accepted the 15 games, didn't go into a hearing about it, and he just he's accepting it. He, that know, is that. I think he could be – I don't know if you would call him underrated, but this guy has 100 saves in the past two seasons. People have to recognize that. 49 saves. The season before last, and last year he had the MLB record with 51 uh, saves in the regular season. You can't, you have to take that into account uh, for this next full time. Obviously, I, they have got like Josh Smoker uh, and disorderly conduct. Cam Boone, guest of the show, 105.5 of the team up in Buffalo and voice of WUSB. It was um, order, disorderly conduct, right? So, but in the press release, they didn't really appreciate the fact that you know he didn't hit her, he didn't do this, he didn't do that. But um that was the fifteen games. And obviously they wouldn't give him anything if he didn't do anything you know, he didn't do anything but um but without him they'll be fine. I wanna get into the bullpen. That Josh Smoker who had a great season last year. I just wanna Brady, you brought that up. They have something they haven't had in a few years. Three, three good lefts. Three good lefties. Now Josh Edgen I'm curious to see because before the Tommy John surgery he was getting up there in ninety seven, ninety eight mile per hour stuff. So really the control issues, which was the problem, obviously, when he came back, uh, he couldn't get up there again, right? right. So, but, you know, we'll see if, as the season progresses, as Brandon Phillips trucks onto the field. Well, once we get to the mess, we're going to tune into I, that. All right. What, I, listen, I guess we have to for the fans, right? But Josh Smoker, who actually pitched pretty well for them last year, and then Jerry Blevins, who we were very happy to see. Yes, right? sorry. Now, when uh, Familia comes back, you're going to have him in the ninth and Reed in the eighth. You have two good guys that you can put in the seventh inning in Salas and in Robles. Robles yeah. I like a guy that I like more than most people. I like him too. I think he had a strong, you know, second half of the uh, for the Mets. No, he did. I, and there were times, and they put him in different situations. They put him in the seventh spot if they had to. They put him, I believe the game that they came back against the Cubs was the one that really stuck out to me. Three and two third innings. The Bartolo, got, Bartolo got knocked out of that game in the first inning. Now my brother, I remember my brother was at that game. He broke that news to me before I before I could even turn the game on. Bartolo got knocked out, and Hansel Robles with three and two third innings um, of great pitching. So um, as we'll bring, if they're introducing the training staff now, we'll, we'll come back to it with the players when the players come up. Brian but apparently, Chico. he was just can't help himself. No, I can't. On Facebook Live, so we're Dustin Clark. Right? Oh God! You were just like a little child. I don't know what to do with you sometimes. Who's? Let me explain something to you. Who's John Zajac? Huh? Why don't you explain a physical He's a therapist? Physical therapist. Oh on. good. I don't like. I care. He's probably the translator. No, I'm sorry. You just Anyway, the Mets Mets bullpen is something I think goes overlooked because I think they have a strong bullpen. They have a lot of potential in that bullpen. So with three lefties, I hate you so much. Joe is about to call up and just rip you to shreds right now. Um, I think they have three good lefties in that bullpen. The setup guy to do it. Who's going to be – he's on a contract here. He's going to be looking for closer-type money after this year. Yeah. Someone's going to bring him to be in their closer next year. 
But um, no, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put him against the Yankees, especially after what we saw from the bullpen the Yankees did you had yesterday. Right. But um, they're they're up there. They're to me they're up there. Familiar is up there. They just don't overwork him throughout this season. No, when Familiar owe a contract after this. Uh, the details of the contract I'm not sure. I thought he was supposed to go through arbitration. Arbitration. But uh, maybe that's next year. Now, obviously, with disorderly conduct uh, penalty that he's facing, we'll see. But I'm sure there'll be more talk about that um, when we get in, when he comes back. So, as they're just about to start announcing the players, we'll turn right Kevin on. Long, the hitting coach, um, was also listen done a great job lately with the guys that they're. Uh, all right, go ahead. Uh, here we go. In the bullpen, the bullpen catchers, number 58. Dynamic to this team, deciding to see. Jose Reyes coming back. I told you last year, I was 
Where's that guy at? See the irony though? The irony is the fact that he's trying to do it and he's just a bit. Later on the team. Every Mets insider you hear from, every guy on Twitter, this is one of the most important guys on the team in on and off the field. Three home runs between uh, both him and Walker last season. Yeah, he's been very important, but we know who the best hitter and most important hitter is going to be. Welcome back, Yolanda. Four more years. Man, do I miss how he goes with this world? Especially with Yolanda. Oh, God. Well, you'll have to hear that again for a while. <laughs> Another guy, very comparable to Very comparable to Cabrera, leader in that locker room, leader in the clubhouse. Grady man for one more year in center. The only thing is, he's not going to be able to play in center every day, so we'll see who's going to be taking over for him. Big year for Walker. He's on a contract year, $17 million qualifying offer. He's going to be looking for big money. So is this guy. Where is Great, another guy over there in the line. I can choose to turn this up on. If he has success, it's Toronto. And if he has, you know, it's a fucking rough season, right? Let's come right back up. Duda! Duda! Are they doing or are they doing? They're tough. Great. Number 44. Oh, I forgot when they were there. And here's how the biggest ovation of them all. Um, there you go. More of a big up in the mid-school pen. The starting pitcher, his first opening day start, number 34, Noah Sindergaard. This is three years ago. Remember, in spring, the year that he came up, in spring training, he was eating lunch in, was eating lunch in the clubhouse during spring training while everyone else was outside. David Wright went up to him throughout his lunch. Ever since then, the Senegard has been locked in and ready to go. So, um, and he's locked in and ready to go today, man. And I can't wait for it. You can't wait for it. We can't wait for the game, uh, along with other Mets fans, obviously. This yes, is 2017 it, New York Mets. Yankee fans, yesterday was your day. Today is ours. Today is the day that God willing, hopefully, this team can win a World Series. And, and this is the the, uh, you know, the epilogue, obviously, as we're getting off in a few minutes. And I have to watch this game. Well, man. I don't know if you listened to Boomer Carton earlier this morning, but Craig, I, don't, I don't listen to them anymore. Craig know. Carton said it best. Opening day isn't about anything else. Opening day is about you know having the positive positivity. The what's it called uh. You know, I don't know, man. You talking, not me. I, I tweeted earlier, but he, he there's nothing wrong. About, uh, <laughs> it. It. Ah, he's excited. It's all right. He's excited. He's excited. It's fine. But uh, this team, I picked the Red Sox to win the World Series over the Giants. This team could. That's just for the fact that I don't like picking my team to get to get to the championship. These championship games, I made that mistake with the Giants when the playoffs started. I learned my lesson, but. And this team has a very good chance to get to the World Series. Now, obviously, like every team, they need to stay healthy. Although we saw them last year, Harvey, Max, Wheeler never came back. DeGrom all got hurt. Cespedes is out for a while. Uh, Cabrera was out for, had a big slump in the year. Walker got knocked out for the year. Duda got knocked out for the year. So that's literally really? more, more than 50% of their team was knocked out. David Wright. And they still have made the playoffs. So now this team is healthy. This team is better. And this team is hungry. So it will not surprise me, not one bit, if this team ends up making a run to go and to win the World Series. It will be led by their pitching, and it will also be led by the leadership by Cabrera and Granderson. And if David Wright could just get back there and even play a central or a utility-type role for first Jose Reyes, too, man. You know, he's, getting, he's older now. He's a veteran in, in, in this locker room. This guy, obviously, is probably going to be the – you know, the speaker in the locker room. The one thing that the Mets do not lack, and I, I feel like they will not lack this entire season, is chemistry. And this team has... Chem- uh, I mean, in August, the entire team was dying their hair blonde and rallying around every single one of each other. So, that for that fact, and for that... Someone, I just uh, want to mention real quick that we didn't even talk about when the uh, lineup was, the roster was uh, being announced. TJ Rivera, you know, the guy who had a great... Uh, 
WBC, great second half of the Mets last season. I'm happy he deserves that bench spot. It was only one was one of the only guys who actually stepped up in a wild card game last year too, as well. People do forget forget that. And on that note, uh, we would say this is wrapping up the show. As they are going to speak, uh, sing the national anthem as they're actually doing right now uh, for the old Mets opening day. It's going to be Mets Braves. Julio uh, Tehran versus Noah Syndergaard. And then tomorrow, or not tomorrow. Wednesday, uh, we have Bartolo Colon uh, versus Jacob DeGrom. It should be a fun time. I can't. The, the fact that the Cologne got that type of ovation is no surprise to me. No, no. And that's our show. Weissman and Oz. Uh, and, we want to thank the S&D Podcast. Thank you to all our listeners. Thank you, Facebook Live. Matt Harvey versus Jaime Garcia, Game 3. So look out for that one. Uh, you can listen to our show on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Uh, we'll make sure we post it on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, you know it. But uh, And if you missed the hot take right in the middle of it and you want to go back and listen to it, you can obviously go to uh, the I-95 website, go to recorded shows. You can listen to it right away. You won't have to wait for us to put on the SoundCloud. So, so happy opening day, guys. Let's go Mets.